tuned in to Bars and Hoops Radio. Where the world of hip-hop and sports live. Union Square, I was there. Yo, it's still the great. Pop the bitch. Taz, let's fight. Zah, let's argue. Ball, ball, and Let's get loose, yo, I number two pencil my bars When it comes to hoops, I play the 4-5 with the drive of a guard Tournaments with hood stars, they paid the ref a couple of yards To throw the game with an offensive charge On the bench it was a firing squad, wasn't having it They turned the championship to something hazardous Some players just never made it out, they died by the dots by the foul line, the empty Glock, the game shot clock I know ghetto fiasco, now I'm the truth like the magic lasso King of the castle, and Queens I got a team of jackals LT with the tackle, graffiti on the scaffold Ball head with my shadow, rocking the giant afro Big East with the stats, a triple threat Southpaw rip through your breast with a pinch of finesse Before I lay up, I try to bang it on them, rip the net Bars and hoops, step your game up, we winning, who got next? Yo, what it is, what it is, Bars and Hoops Radio, baby, what's good? Yes, sir. Shout to everybody, what's good, what's good? You already know. That's what I'm talking about right now. We got my man Two-Piece in the building. Two-Piece. Got my man Za. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good, what's goody? Same thing, same thing. So, look, this is what we got, man. First off. You know, we got a lot of good show lined up for y'all. But we got to, but we got to, we got to, we got to shout out Steels. Got to shout out Steels. Definitely, definitely. He couldn't be here with us today, but but you know what? We going to hold down the fort like real soldiers we are. That's right. J.O.J. as well. We got this, so you know. We're going to put something on for y'all, something good. You know, we just going to put something. We're going to start, first of all, with the NFL rundown, we had a good week. Of, we had a good week of the NFL. A lot of good games this week. A lot of good games this week. We had, um, first of all, my boys won. Cowboys, you know, I got to shout my Cowboys up first, you know, um, against the Dismo Giants. You know, Dak had a hell of a game: 405 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. That's crazy. You know, Zeke had a um, pretty much a subpar game. They didn't want to put the load on him just yet, because being that he didn't have a full training camp or preseason, you know. You think that has an effect on um, you know, just how they're gonna play for the season? Not really. Um, they know the format with him. It's to me, is as far as getting the other the newer guys involved. Um. Witten's, Witten coming back is sort of familiar with the offense. Um, Randall Cobb got to get involved. Amari Cooper's, he's good. You know, the front four defensive-wise, that's who I'm worried about. We had a few suspensions on there with the uh, couple of drug suspensions and stuff. So, you know. So, what, I mean, when you say, like, like drug suspension, I, I haven't been keeping up so much, though. When you say drug suspension, what do you mean, like, what are they suspended for? Like, that's um, really going to get them, like... You know, in trouble and, and put using, out the games using substances that was banned. That was on a banned PD list. So, wow, um, and that happens a lot, man. You know what? I was just telling, I was just telling Cass the other day, man. I was like, yo, you know what? 
a lot of these cats be already knowing that they shouldn't be touching the stuff. Though. Yeah. <laughs> they already know that, kid. They already yeah. know that. But I tell you what, the more we look into more in the NFL, you can see it's going to be a very interesting season. You can see we got some things coming up right now. Let's give you all a couple of the scores of the things, the games that's going on right now. Right now, you got the Buffalo Bills kicking the hell out of the New York Giants. Sheesh. I don't know what's going on right there. 28 to 14. For some reason, the Giants always got these quarterbacks that are so far looking good. This dude scrambling, rumbling, and thumbling and throwing. Josh Allen was looking like Nick think- Foles in the championship game. Ridiculous. Right Josh Allen right now, he's 19 for 30 with 253 yards in the TD. So Shot- if you got him on fantasy today, you winning right now. Shout out to Big Blue. Compared, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Compared to the Giants, Eli got 200 yards. He got one TD and two interceptions. That's wow. ridiculous. Yeah, what? That's ridiculous. What are these guys doing in training camp? Like, what's like, like, I don't get it, man. You know like, it's like, like these guys can't run a route to save their life, man. With, with football, it's more of a, it's more of a team sport. I mean, these guys, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's a 53 man roster. One man can make a difference. He can score a TD here and there, but yeah. you need a full team effort yeah. in order to yeah. win. Exactly. Like yeah. the NBA, one dude could really change that the, the, the outlook of your game. Yeah, it's it's a team. It's team orientated, but that one dude can do it. But right. football, you need every, the whole squad. Every, yeah, but yeah, I'm saying it's three different cohesive. teams on one team. You got offense, defense, and then you got special teams. And that all gets put together should be by the coach and and and, and you know should yeah have the coach the coach got to get them in line. Now we go to. Get off that coffee break. Yeah, facts. Now we go to Dallas and Washington, divisional um, matchup right there. Now he, um, another game where, 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 where they're getting the, the crap kicked yeah, out. Yeah, man. Right I now. thought I thought this might have been a trap game for Dallas, but um, they end up winning the game, 31-21. Um, Dak Prescott threw for. 269, three three touchdowns, one interception. And it ain't over. Um. Ezekiel Ezekiel ran for 111 yards, 23 carries. With uh, one long of 27 yards. Yeah, the game's over. Yeah. Oh, it's over with now. Now yeah, it's over. It's over. The, 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 slaughter, the slaughter is done. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. They ended up finished the game 31 to 21. Got some of the stats. Like you said, Dak Prescott, 26 for 30. 26 for 30. 26 for 30. Yeah. That's two, not bad. Two, that's not at all. 269. Um, he got sacked one time. Quarterback rating. Quarterback rating. Um, 123.5. So, you know, now we look at the, on the Redskins side of the ball. We got Case Keenum. He threw for 221. Um, two TDs. Got sacked once. Um, Adrian Peterson. Now, he, he went bonkers. Not really. Not at all, actually. He, had, he ran 10 carries, 25 yards. With one touchdown. With a long of 10. Well, bonkers wasn't meant good in that term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Um, Case Keenum put it back right in the 103.5. So, you know, uh, that's two we got in the division so far. Two. Now, also, we got a, we got a whole other game coming up, too. You got, Min- you got Minnesota and Green Bay. It's actually looking like it's starting to pan out to be a good game. It was just smoking early. That's a goodie, man. I wish they, they would have had that one on TV, Instead man. of this one, right? Definitely. Right one. now, the score is 16-21 with Vikings in the lead with the ball, 4-7 on Minnesota 27. You also got Green Bay leading that game at 21. Now, the stats got is a little crazy because your man Aaron Rodgers, it's not even like he's – it doesn't seem like he's working hard and they're scoring points finally. Because before, it seemed like it had to be all of him. So right now, he's 21-33 to 33 for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. Wow. That's not bad against a really good, good stout that's Minnesota some, defense. That's some good stats well, you right know, there. He's, he's mm-hmm. like, this for the game. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Look, we, look, we go to um, 
Seattle and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh with the comeback. Another. They were mo- down a couple of touchdowns. They came to, to within two. The nah. score is 28-26 with 221 in the fourth. And I believe Seattle has the ball. Russell Wilson so far throwing for 300 yards, 29 for 35, three touchdowns. Which he got sacked four times. Over the top. Um, over the top. Yeah, that's crazy. That's definitely crazy. Over the I'm top. I'm going to go to the other side right here. The Steelers, meanwhile, Big Ben. His threw for 8 for 15, 75 yards, no touchdowns. He ain't throw for a touchdown. That's no, no touchdown. That's crazy. And, and, and um, the backup, dude, the backup, um, I, can't, I don't even know. Oh, Miss Mason Randolph. So something must have had a big bend. They didn't report Definitely that. got shook up, probably caught, got smoked. We're going to find out about that later. Yeah, you got San Francisco and Cincinnati. That game just ended with a beatdown. What's the score on that one? 41 to 17, but, oh my God. but, it, but it, it, it surely wasn't that fair. You know what I'm saying? They was beating them down for a minute from start to finish. Man, Garoppolo finally showed up. I think everybody happy about that. I got a couple 49ers fans out there that's definitely happy to hear this. If y'all hear this, give us a call, 516-206-0711. Garoppolo, 17 to 25, 297 yards, three TDs and one pick. That's slaughter. He's almost for 300 yards. It's better better than what he did last week. And Mm -hmm. it's it's about time he started earning that 137. 300 yards is a straight blowout. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Andy Dalton on the other side, 26 for 42, 311 yards. He threw two TDs and one interception. I mean... What is it about the, the, this guy, Andy Dalton, though? The more they must have we, had concrete it, it, boots on. Like, they couldn't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> he had concrete boots on. They love Andy Dalton, man. I don't know what it is about him, and, and, and he just can't show up when it's time for him to show up. Right. Um, Jesus, I just don't know. Now, you know what I really think it is? I think he's like, he's one of them quarterbacks that's going to have a solid career. You may not never win the big one. Because it seems like the Bengals really don't care to put good players around, they, around these guys. I have yet to see, besides uh, Giovanni Bernard and A.J. Green, besides Chad Johnson being there, who was the last real real like player that they had? A.J. Green is a threat since Ocho Cinco. Um, he has a high ankle sprain right good, now. He's out. There's one thing about them I can say, for the longest, they were good for making it to the playoffs but never winning the game. Marvin Lewis came under extreme scrutiny yep. eventually yep. after 15 years cost him his job. So now, I mean, after 15 years, though, yeah. that's a long time to they be coaching him. and losing, son. They love that brother over there. Uh, you know, and I'm he must, have, for, he must I'm, have tenure like a college professor. Well, I'm not mad at that. You know, most brothers get the boot after the season. So right. I'm all for that. You know, kudos. I mean, I wish he would have did better with, what, with the talent he had. But, you know. And meanwhile, we got a beatdown going over there in Miami, New England. Beating the brakes <laughs> off of Miami, two, forty-three donuts. That's punched him in the nose, man. <laughs> the Dolphins got punched in the nose, man. Two they out there getting the beating right now. Two That's peaks. almost unfair, B. I don't care how much you say you're tanking. Score, you know, kick do- a field goal. You know, you know, Dolphins in dangerous species, right? Yeah, we, we know <laughs> that now. Tom, Tom Brady probably sat down after halftime. So that man move, should be arrested. We're gonna move on to Arizona and Baltimore. That's- Kyler Murray. Throws for three, 349 yards. Mm. No touchdowns. He threw 25 for 40. He got sacked three times. David Johnson runs for seven carries and 14 yards with a long of four. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, 
Baltimore Ravens, my man Lamar Jackson. Dude. Yeah, he's lights out. He's killing them right Lights out. He, it seemed like now that he got the, the, the sole seat, now that Flacco is gone, he's going bonkers. Lights out. Joe, uh, Lamar Jackson, 24-37, 272 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Not bad for a running back, right? But wait, we ain't even getting <laughs> to his rushing. Where are we? we ain't getting to his rushing numbers. Yo, he rushed 16 times 120. for 120 yards. Damn. Right there, the man has been. He, that means he's good for like almost 400 yards of offense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a big deal, man. They they got and he got him in the beginning of the second round. Shout out. To or at least sh- the end, I believe you know. I think he was ending of the first because I was like, you know what? I was hoping the Giants was going to get him. Shout out to his squad for keeping him lanes open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once he once he started throwing in the pocket, it's over, man. It's a Reynolds rap, man. And that and that's what happened. He's getting way more comfortable in the pocket. The Chargers and the Detroit Lions. This oh, was a trap game. This was a trap game because I believe Detroit is one of the worst teams in the league this year. Even though they do have some some premier names, Matt Stafford, bonkers, twenty two out of thirty for two hundred forty five yards. Did throw two TDs and but he did throw two interceptions. So that does look kind of bad. You ain't got nobody else with no real numbers, man. It might be one to look to get Megatron back in uniform over there. Man. Listen, they need to get somebody back in uniform, son, because get, they looking crazy over there. Get Barry out of retirement, get Megatron back in uniform. You'd be great. But you know what? You know what, though? When you really look at uh, them as a whole, I'm hoping. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen uh, Detroit really make any noise neither, like you said, since uh, since Megatron left, man. Nah. I wonder if they even want that division anymore. They're, they're just there. You they're, know what I mean? That's another team like Cincinnati. Good to go to the playoffs and either and win one game or go home. And lose you know? one, right? So now you look on the other side of the ball. You got Phillip Rivers over there. 21-36 to 36 for 293 yards. Zero TDs. I like Phillip Rivers. He's a gunslinger. Zero TDs, He's though. A and, a, and a pick. Yeah. It's crazy. All these stats you're saying. Yo, a lot of dudes is running crazy yards, man. Like... Yeah, it's like over, it's over, 200, over 200, bro. I, I, you know, the amazing thing is a lot of people never seen the actual size of a football field, man. Like I ran I, it, bro. When I see it one I, time. When I went to a game and seen the actual size of a football field, I was like, Yo, Jesus. Five yards ain't no the, joke. Like, you know how on, they say 10-yard fight. It's a serious deal, man. Let me tell you something. Serious deal. Take, take an average person to make them sprint across that whole entire football field, professional football field. Not high school. Not the one in your local park. No. Professional, professional. field. He's not and, the one in your I'll local tell you straight up. People are going to be sitting down for five minutes just to catch their breath. Meanwhile, had a nail biter out there in Houston and Jacksonville. Houston versus Jacksonville. Houston wins 13 to 12. 13, 13 to, 12. to 12. Wow. That's that's a close. Minshew, the new guy that stepped in after right Nick Foles. The, the guy that stepped in after Nick Foles, the quarterback. Yeah. 23 of 33 for 213 yards and a TD. Didn't throw a pick. So you can't say they, they lost the game because of bad quarterback play. On the other side, you got my man Watson on the other side over there. 16 of 29, 159 yards. But he did not throw a touchdown. I would expect more from him, though. But, you know, that's still, man, he's good. They projected, <laughs> to, have one of the, one of, they projected to have a real great year this year. Well, so let's see what happens, man. So. You got Hopkins over there. Hopkins had five receptions for 40 yards. And on the low, Jalen Ramsey and the coach got into it crazy on the sideline. Over there. Yeah, that might be. They got into it crazy. They had to be separated by team. 
and oh, other damn. assistant coach. Like Jerry Springer show. Yeah, Something man. Like that, Something's huh? going on over there. <laughs> Doug Marone, these guys are not happy. I don't yeah. know what it is, but those they, they was at each long, other's throats. He don't call a coach a cracker. He all right. Man. <clears throat> oh man, we didn't want to take a look. Look, that was such a shot right there. <laughs> <laughs> we do not contone that language at bars and hoops radio. <laughs> Shout out to Antonio Brown, man. Shout out to Antonio Brown. So now we're going to go through a Thursday night recap now. I don't know if y'all watch Thursday night's game. I love these games. Like, like it's the it's the kind of game where, you know, you got some free time. You definitely want to see the Carolina Panthers go against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I couldn't do it. it. I mean, it wasn't a bad game. It really wasn't. But there were some things. There's some questions out there right now. First off, let's just get y'all some of the stats. You got Jameis Winston. He went 16 for 25 with 208 yards. And one touchdown. Barber, he ran 23 attempts for 82 yards and a touchdown. And leading the receiving call, you had C. Godwin. He was, he was catching crazy catches, too. He was catching crazy stuff out there. What is it about no. What is it about Cam, man? Does it seem like he's going backwards instead of, instead of going forward? Well, you want my honest opinion, man? <laughs> Cam's numbers... Say he was 25 for 51, 333 yards and no touchdowns. This is a low-scoring game. The score was 14 to 20 bucks. You get that many yards and no TDs. How about you throwing 50 times on a bad shoulder? Something's wrong with his shoulder. He's hurt. Maybe a rotated couple. Yeah, it was. He had operation. He had an operation on his arm last season, at the end of last season. He's probably not 100%, but he rushed back to training, right back into training camp from rehab. Well, it's funny you say that because he definitely stepped into the press conference talking like that. He stepped into the press conference and said, regardless of how I feel, regardless Regardless of my body, regardless of my foot, or regardless of my shoulder, I still got to go out there and perform. Also, too, it could cause a delay too. Like when yeah, he's he got he's throwing the ball he got, because he got um, it's a delay from he's hurt, so he's not used to not mentally. Even though physically he may not be in pain, but mentally he's a hesitation. Yeah, so but, I mean, but he yeah, still said he still said. Well, he did get hurt in that game, didn't he? he I believe he did. Um, or the or the previous week he got hit or landed on that same shoulder. He got hit. He got he got hit on that shoulder. Yeah. But also, you can, you can see by the delay in his throw. Yeah. Like like you said, he's delaying it. He's like you can see he doesn't want to step into the hit anymore. There was a there, there was fourth and one on the goal line, right? But he's one of the biggest QBs in the league, and, size wise. And, and they did not. He didn't get that normal Cam Newton snap with the Superman but, but chest you, and all but that. You, but yeah. you he didn't get that. But you yeah. understand this too. When he throwing the ball, you gotta think about how the shoulder work. Like them rotate a couple out. So when he comes back, the elbow comes in and he and then he throws the ball. So he's probably still having a mental delay with have it feeling pain behind that, you know, right, right, right behind the shoulder. Yeah, when he throw it. I mean, I could guarantee he's definitely feeling pain in his throwing arm, but for him not to take the goal line stance, that's that's rare. For yeah. Cam Newton, yeah. that's rare. Cam Newton usually always all that's that's his thing. Yeah. Superman. He's a big dude, man. I mean, he's big, yeah. Next to Ben Roethlisberger, he, he's he's a very big size QB that can throw. Um, I think, like Dad said, it's, it's mental. He might be scared to take a hit, especially for that part that he especially just got falling, an operation. Especially, especially going falling down. Well, I will yeah. tell you what, ain't nothing. I, I could tell you he was he was in the press conference looking like Mary J. Blige after that, like all the time that I was loving <laughs> you with the with the with, with the, the scarf on his scarf head. On his with head. The, 
looking like yo. You with got the crazy matted with the crazy matted dreads. Oh, I don't God. know this cat. The more I was looking at this cat, I was like, yo, yo, Cam B, yeah. what is he wearing? Look like Maxwell. Do you have the boots? Yo, nah, he had on Converse, but his suit pants was rolled up to his knees, kid. <laughs> with like green socks on or something. Yeah. Yo, Cam, <laughs> Cam, you gotta holler at us, man. Don't forget us yeah. over here, bars and hoops. We gotta get the number to your to your uh, dress over there, your man. Style, your stylist. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to send them out the pasture. How you say? You gonna have to. Um, how you say is uh, Des? We're gonna have to send them to the glue factory because that 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 <laughs> ain't working. That is one of them things that is not working. I want to see that goodie later on. Um, Saints and Rams, man. Oh, payback game. Yeah, gonna be a real big yeah. payback game. But I still feel like the Rams are gonna come out on top. Uh, by the way, that is my. My uh, pick skin pick them. Yeah, that is definitely my pick skin pick them. Going to be the L.A. Rams. Mm. It's going to be. It's gonna be a did break. a hell of a uh, put a hell of a performance on last week, man. Over over uh, Lamar, man. But again, I an- mean, I mean, uh, Watson. It's another situation where these guys are old, Lord. They old. Him, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, he Ben Roethlisberger. He don't look forty-one to me, man. But that's because they. Yo, you know what it is. The team is growing with him. They're putting the right peas around him. The coach knows what he wants to do with his quarterback. He can't play. He, I mean, at the end well, of the that, day. That window's definitely closing. Um, it's closed already. They, they, he's trying to reopen it. That's yeah, what he yeah. I give him another three, and he got screwed out of the last two years. You that said could, three years? Yeah, I give him another three. A, a, a bar, bar and injury. He get licked he one good time. He he's finished. Yeah, that's what I said, bar and injury. Yeah. But he, don't, it doesn't, he doesn't look slow. He doesn't look like he's diminishing now. Tom Brady have shades of that, but then when it counts, Tom Brady looked like he's twenty five. Um, That's true. Roethlisberger, he he looking fat, bitch. Yeah, he's he looking pudgy right yeah, now. Yeah, but he he always had that size. He looking super pudgy, him, man. But now, even when you look at um, when you look at Eli Manning, they, they showing age. The reason, the more you look at Tom Brady, you can see he's doing something in the off season. I ain't gonna say that with Eli. Eli is what, 39, 38? 38. I think Eli makes bad decisions, more or less. He doesn't look old. I think he's just making bad decisions, plus pieces around him, plus that front line. Because you ain't got no front line, and, and once you snap that ball, you gotta get rid of that ball as fast as you can. Y'all just don't wanna him, believe the which truth. Then can cause you. You to don't make wanna a bad believe decision. it. Could cause him to make a bad decision. They don't want to hear the truth. I'm going to be the first to say it. Eli, this needs to be your last year. And I believe after the fifth game. Put the dookie in? That, yeah. You got, you, you got, you got to get Daniel Jones up out of there, man. I mean, you got to get him in the game. Obviously, the Giants are now 0-2. You know, it's like, listen, we live or die. He's a, this guy's a number, a first-round pick. It's time. But he, got, he they lost one in the division, so it's not as bad. Now, if you lost two in the division, catch up with zero and two. Though. Redskins lost two in the division. Don't think so. The thing lost is, two in the division. The so. thing is this: yeah, they they look that's bad for them. Yeah. The thing about this is, they say about, I forget the percentage, but I'm gonna find out. Football's Who's Radio. I believe it's about eighty percent of the teams that start zero and three don't make the playoffs. So this next game is critical. Uh, is it is? It's really you critical. You know what? The Saints, the Saints were zero and two last year. And the previous year. Right. But. And they made 0-3. the playoffs. 
See that see that third game is the critical. Yeah. Because if you lose that third game, yeah. You lose that third game, that you could be in real trouble. And the more I'm looking at the Giants, it looks like they're gonna lose that third that third game, man. I mean, like, what are they really doing? It's, it's hurting actually to watch this because I'm a Giant fan. You know, but next week they play the Tampa Bay Bucks at home. I mean, I mean in Tampa. That should be a win. Buffalo Bills should have been a win. You're right. <laughs> Buffalo Bills, they should they should be going into that one and one. But instead, they got Josh Allen out here looking like he's a superstar. Boy, he was thrown on the run and, and just... Are we kidding? The passes he was connecting. It, it's got it's out of control, man. You know, I'm looking at the Giants like, yo, y'all got to step it up. They got to do something. They should have went and got your man A.B. Nah, psych. We don't mean oh, that. Man. But speaking of he's A.B. Been taking, he's been taking a lot of heat lately, man. I mean, it's crazy, man. I mean, I, you know, and we're not going to talk about no conspiracy here, but it's just, it's just crazy how everything's happening to him at one time. Yeah. No, no, no. Because <laughs> right, a, right we, after the whole fiasco of him running with the little video he put on, on social media, him running in the yard saying he's a free man once Oakland released him, to him going immediately, <laughs> maybe that uh, out two hours later or so, he signed to the New England Patriots. Wait a minute. I thought I heard him in the rooms. Okay, yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> Yo, just to give y'all a little rundown of what happened with AB, now we all know that he had he forced a trade from the Steelers because he didn't want to be there. According to them, he wasn't getting along with Ben Roethlisberger, and he had a couple other problems with the team, right? They forced, he kind of forced the trade, gets traded to the Raiders. Now when he gets to the Raiders, he has an issue with his feet. He was in a cryogenic chamber. He's saying that his feet had got frostbite. Nobody really bought it until they Boy, saw the video. Did you see them dogs? Yo, when I saw them dogs, I was like, Jeez. oh, man. Like I don't he, even know how this man is walking right like now. He walked on razor blades and hot coals. Sheesh. Man. He looked like... <laughs> he looked bad, man. You can't walk, man. You need to put those fuckers back in the crowd chamber. Put them right back in the crowd chamber. So now, after that, then he had a, a fiasco with the helmet. Oh, if they're going to make me change my helmet, I'm going to retire. Yeah. Who says that? <laughs> who just signed the contract for $30 million. Guaranteed. No, actually signed it for more than that, but $30 million was guaranteed. You got 2,000-plus plays in the NFL, and this guy was the only guy to put the hiss of fit the way he did over a helmet, which you got 30 models to choose from. Wow. Not one, 30. Not 30 even five, models. but 30 different models. And then... Now, he was the only one, though, because Tom Brady, they said Tom Brady had a couple issues with a lot of the things, but... Tom Brady said he didn't he, like it, but, but he conformed. He, he conformed. He, he didn't complain. He said he, he's still playing with it. So now, after that fiasco with the uh, helmet, he, found, he he starts missing practice, not showing up to practice, not doing what he got to do. So now Mike, May, Mike Mayock comes out and he says, listen, we need to make sure that Antonio Brown is all the way in. That he's buying in. So at that point, he brought it to the media. Antonio Brown came back out. He said he wanted to play. He issues an apology to his teammates. And I, and after watching Hard Knocks, I believe he definitely owed John Gruden an apology. Because I feel like out, out of above all, John Gruden really at, wanted to work with him. Especially after putting that recording out there. Well, yo, so 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 we so we even get to that. So now he is the apology. Then he has another uh, uh, another breakdown on on Instagram like an hour later. Oh God! 
John Gruden he's is talking. He tapes the conversation between him, him, between him and John Gruden, where John Gruden says, "Listen, like we kind of need you all in or all out, pretty much. Yeah, not really going word for word with the yeah, conversation. He, he's telling him, you know, cut the shit and just play ball and just play, just ball. play ball. So now he comes back and says, "I want to be released." He said, "I want to be released from the team." He said. <laughs> so now he so now about a couple hours later he he gets his wish. He's traded to the Patriots and signs a $15 million deal, 9 million guarantee for 1 year and a $20 million team option next year, which equals up to the 30 that he was supposed to get from Oakland Raiders. But there's always a difference. With the, to me, it's apples and oranges, man. You got a team that really wanted you versus a team that's really going to use you. One thing I can say about the Patriots, they use their players and throw them to the side. Other than other than uh, Tom Brady, I've seen you could you can name Tom Brady's a cheat code. He's a, he's yeah. a cheat code, but he's also a system quarterback. If you ask me, yeah, you know. But oh, that's foul. He is. He's a system. I, I believe <laughs> that system is all Belichick. Yes, and and I believe if he had to go anywhere else, he would not be as effective. But not taking nothing away from him. Oh, wow. He's a great quarterback, but that whole that whole system and culture, Belichick doesn't see superstars. On that team, he sees players. Grunk, Grunk broke it, broke the whole thing down on the shot. Yes, Belichick does not see superstars. He see players, and then, and if you one down, next man up. That's it, that's it. And, and even Grunk talked about like how the injuries and stuff like that yeah. plagued him and stuff. But that's a whole nother ordeal. When you look at AB, I gotta say, like I said, the Raiders wanted him. They wanted to make him a staple. He he'd have, have, if he'd have went to Vegas and won a championship with the Raiders, do you know how that would have looked? And not for nothing, they did have kind of a squad to pull it off. They they they, they obviously well, to beat the uh, people in their division to well, beat Kansas City would have been rough. Worse, but, than, worse than that, if he wins the championship with New England, which is sort of Pittsburgh's rival, right? Let's say let's just say they end up having to play them in the AFC Championship. Woo! You know, let's just say you know that's that's the extra chip on his shoulder. They get killed. Like he's really going to try to stick it. He gets killed to um, Tomlin and the boys. He gets killed though. He had a, he had a little decent game today. He, he caught for fifty six yards, four, four catches. I believe he, he had gets a touchdown. Murdered. I believe he gets murdered, and and I'm gonna tell you why because there's no way Mike Tomlin ain't gonna be talking in that locker room telling get him, him. Yo, take it easy. They gonna let you get him. Take him out the game. He, yo, the way and the way that it looks, it looks like. Mike Tomlin might have been able to really use that boy because they turned around and lost to the Patriots 33-3 in the first game of the season. Yeah. Antonio Brown was one hour late to be able to suit up for that game. Yeah. So he didn't even suit up. So what's going to happen when he, when they start playing again? I don't know. They don't really need him. That's the whole thing. They don't need him. He's he's added firepower. He's, he's the Kevin Durant to Golden State. Yeah. He's added firepower, but that firepower is automatically going to put you where you might be untouchable to a point. It might. It might. It if might. He, if he acts right and plays within the system. If he plays within the system. So we'll see. But that's, one, that's another thing that Gronk was saying. It was like, yo, I've been in a room, and I've seen dudes getting barked on by Belichick. Oh, yeah. Barked on. 
Yeah, because he don't play favorites. He at do all. not at all. He he treats them all. The they same. said he don't. They said sometimes he don't even speak to them. He Tom Brady walk down the hallway or he walk down the hallway and they say, "Hey, coach," and he'll look at it, look or keep moving, won't say a word. So you don't even give him the 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 bro man nod. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Because no, no. feel like they feel like y'all getting paid too much money not to perform. Perform. There's no excuse. Nah, well, he got, <laughs> he got it just the way he wanted. He's running. He's running that to where, in a sense, they're conform to. Well, look at look saying? at how it's he's a running culture. the show. It's a culture, and that was and, and the way he goes, he he was like, I don't really need time. Garoppolo's up next. Time getting too old. Word. It was Kraft that pushed Garoppolo out the door, and Belichick was furious over that. I mean, but you know why they did it though? They did it because Tom Brady was asking for that. Well, that's Tom Kraft. Kraft looks at Tom Brady as his son. Right. So you know, you you, you who you gonna win? I, I'm cool with the owner or the coach. Who wins? <laughs> you know? Right. This the guy that signed the checks. But you know what? It's, it's bad, though, because now you look at Jimmy Garoppolo. First off, shout to, shout to um, Jimmy Garoppolo because he actually had a tremendous game. Yeah. You don't really see the quarterback. Once the quarterbacks leave the Patriots, and it's like they use them for trade bait and stuff like that. Once they leave the Patriots, it's like they're never that good. They're never that good. But, yeah, you look at, you look at how... Um, you look at how a lot of the things played out, and now he's playing ball. Maybe they should have had him because, like I said, how much longer can Tom Brady stay in the game? He takes a good hit. He's through. Well, that's the problem. Not too many people been able to get to him. Not too many. He's through. You get a good four. You get a good four like that Giants defense in there, he's running for his life. And that's, and that's how you beat him. You have to get to him. Right, and they make sure that front line stays packed, so you really can't get to him. So he pretty much got as much time as he wanted to throw. On top of the plays that's called, like you don't really know what's coming because a lot of it is play action. Right, you're right. And now we could also look at Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy has something to say about that. He wasn't really cool with that. Oh, he wasn't really. First off, I'm not gonna lie. Me pop the bearded one. I could say I wasn't really cool with the signing either because. I, I was like, Yo, you know what? It's like the Patriots is like, you don't want him, we'll take him. And I understand that he's a talent, but he's a cancer to the wrong team. You know what I mean? And I already know what the Patriots are going to do with him. You know, they're going to use any, him and throw him to the side. They're going to use him and get what they want. But if anybody can tone that shit down in that locker room, it's, it's Belichick. That's true. Now, Tony Dungy said, I coached 13 years as a head coach, and every year my first message to the team was, we want to win a Super Bowl. Yes, we wanted to be talented, but we have to be role models. These kids in our country look up to NFL players and coaches, and I really think this sent the wrong message. And what do you think of that? How he went about doing it, the shenanigans in the media, yes. It was bad. You know what I'm saying? If you got a problem, social media made it good and bad for a lot of these players, man. And it's like, listen... Stay off. He's 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 recording. He's going live while they're in the room and which is ridiculous. You know, during the meeting and just like I, it looks like that he's just out for his brand, not the team, but for him, his brand. Right. That's the same knock Odell got, worried about himself, his brand. But the you know what though, the, the Odell definitely wasn't his uh, grade, but he surely was going down that same path. Yeah. And I think that's why Dave Gettleman 
you know, really was like, you know, we just gonna have to pull the trigger on this guy because it's not really gonna work. It's not really gonna work. I really felt like after listening to what Tony Dunn said, he, you know, he's right. He's like, you know, it gotta come to a point where you gotta, ex you gotta expect more out of these guys, man. You gotta expect more out of these guys as players, as men. You gotta, ex you know, you gotta handle think, business. Professionalism. You think period. these athletes are just like undisciplined as, as, as a whole? Mm -mm. It's like they spoil you. Yes. To me, and and I don't see that there's because. You get these kids that come from these urban areas and poor, they don't usually come from anything. And overnight, you're, hum you're humble at that point because right. you're trying to get to the money. Right. So now, you you make it to that level, you get the big money, right? Now, all of a sudden, a few years go past with you and there's money, you're a totally different person. Right. And and I think that ultimately, like when Odell, when Odell came into the league, he was humble, I believe. I remember Most when he are, when he walked when he walked down that stage and he hugged Roger Goodell. I remember that. To see him now talking about you, you know what? I'm wearing a $350,000 watch while I play <laughs> the sport and ain't nobody going to stop me. I'm going to wear it the next game too. You went from you a humble a, kid to that. You think he's as flamboyant as how Deion Sanders was back in the day? No. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, Deion Sanders here right. Here was the thing with Deion Sanders and 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 and, and um OBJ. Deion Sanders was was cocky on the field. He surely did wear his chains and things like that, but he still had a level of professionalism. No, he's still a professional, but he was he was he was a diva. He didn't get he didn't get he into the papers, up, man. He didn't get into the papers and dog his quarterbacks. He didn't do stuff like that. He understood no, no, how no. the media worked. And therefore, that's why people respect his cockiness. They respect him so much that he made it to the Hall of Fame, not only for his playing style, but because of his lifestyle and him, the way he is. You know what I mean? The way the way that Deion Sanders he's out, is very outspoken. Excuse me, he's a very outspoken guy. But now you got a guy like a OBJ or an Antonio Brown. It's like on top of y'all being, you know, y'all are good. Don't get me wrong, but they're gloating. It's a little different. You know, it's one thing to celebrate in the end zone. It's another thing to gloat. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's one thing. Like when I look at I look at Saquon Barkley. That's why I say, you know what? The Giants was really comfortable letting him go. Because letting Odell Beckham go because Saquon Barkley they can was build there. around him, right? And the and the more that season he started to take he started to take away Odell's star power. It's like yeah. it's like but it's like a cancer too, right? Because, because the thing about it, it could hurt them financially. But at the same time, Barkley was strong enough to withstand that. I remember well, I forget as a what game, as a rookie. I remember what I forget what game they was playing. He scored a touchdown, and I remember Odell ran up to him and was trying to do all the dancing, and he stopped him. Boom. And that could hurt merchandise too. He said, yo, I'm not doing that. Yeah. The sale of merchandise could be affected too. Well, people See, my whole thing, my whole thing with the watch, man, is um It's stupid of him to do it. But it's not, I don't see it as a big deal. It's three whatever, 250K, 350 k Everybody's trying to follow do the Mayweather if, approach if when it, it comes to the sports. It breaks, that's on him. That's out of his money, his pocket, but I don't see it as it being a big deal. Wait a minute. Everybody wants to be a so mega wait, star, you know. I, I got to say this. I think the media made it bigger than what it was. But wait, he's, he's, wearing, a, he's wearing a watch. That costs as much as some people's houses. Oh, according to Odell, he's saying that the reason that, that it's a problem is because it's him. Yeah. He's playing a victim card. It can't be. You can't tell me you're a victim and you're wearing a $350,000 watch while you play. I can't hear it. That's insane. Well, that's insane. Why are you playing with a watch a, on? If he was wearing a $20 Casio tucked under his long sleeve shirt, be a different story. But why does he have a watch but, on but playing? Like, like that said, why does he have a watch on number one? 
Number two, um, it violates the uniform policy. Right, and but it does match. The, the, the joint is fire. I don't know if y'all seen it. I think it's called yeah, the Richard Mills. It's fire. Look, I just, I just fire. I just don't think it was that. So all right, you gotta watch on find them for wearing that for but violating that, the policy. But also, too, that can help. But that let's can be get a hazard back. Y'all, y'all getting blown out. They haven't they, found them yet, though. They're talking more about the watch than them losing, and that is the problem. <laughs> And they were the mo- one of the most hyped teams. I was on the Browns bandwagon. I want to see the Browns this year. They this is one of the the hype, the most hyped teams of the season That's because the of their young and their and their talent. That's but the, they they're getting smoked. But everybody's worrying about but that with but, a watch. But that watch too, like when you're playing too, that watch can injure his wrist, injure his arm. It could. It could injure his arm. It could injure his wrist. You know. He gets sacked one good time and he falls on that side. It, it, it to, you know, it, or, it's just foolish, man. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't understand. Like, you know, the statement that you make and win a $350,000 watch while you play. I mean, now, if he just said, I'm going to donate three hundred and fifty or donate the fine money, the equivalent every time I get fined, I'm going to donate it. It still takes away from the team. There's guys on the team that's not used to answering questions. And now they got to answer questions about Odell's watch. You understand? Like, they're already 0-1, and y'all supposed to be the team that's that's poised to take it at least to the top of the playoffs. It comes off to showing off, man. You know what I said, too? This is like my coach used to play pretty, on pretty the Holland Wizards, and dudes used to try to be cute. Even playing basketball with a toothpick in their mouth. I mean, oh. like, like, I mean, like, and then if somebody, ouch. Well, yeah, and then if somebody hits toothpick. you in that mouth and it goes in and jags you, but ouch, you yeah. know, goes to Jordan, it goes to 87, 88, Jordan with the chains. You be in there, Deion like, Sanders with the chains, with the shirt. <laughs> yeah, or like, or boxers, or guys like you know, smaller in Germany, they don't tie their shoes. They'll, they'll right. tie their boxing shoes and the tongue will be out. Or, or, or box you barefoot. And get you knocked, disrespecting me, get knocked yeah. out And get knocked out their boots. And get knocked Balls. out like your father <laughs> used to. Or can't cut the ring off because their shoes is untied. Exactly. Yo, so that's enough for our NFL segment. We're going to step right into our punchlines. We're going to get into Now, it was a very interesting fight the other night. Last night, it was it was a couple Friday Woo! and Saturday night. It was a couple of them oh, out there. Oh man, what we, what we getting started with first? Because you know we, we had two good we had two good nights. Man. Well, you know, first off, we gonna step into that fury. No, 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 we can't do that. We can't, we can't go into no, that. No, no, not yet, not yet. Okay, what we gonna start off with is Heather Hardy versus Amanda Serrano. Beaten. Now let me tell you something about that fight. Uh huh. I told everyone, mark my words. You heard it from me. Mm-hmm. You heard it on my Instagram. Heather Hardy blocks punches with her face. She tried to use some <laughs> footwork, but when you're moving your feet and your head don't move, you're just a moving target practice. You know the thing when you go to the carnival and it moves left and right yep. and you shoot it with the and water gun? So that's easy. what Heather Hardy looked like. There's levels to it. Uh, shout out GMMA, uh, Louis Ruiz. I told you on Instagram, you know, that's her promotion company as well. Um, but besides that, it's levels, man. I mean, Heather Hardy was is, is, is a good... I guess what she is, and she's not really a puncher. She's a power. So I mean, like a brawler, I guess, you know. But Amanda Serrano, she hurt her in the, in the first round, almost stopped her, almost knocked her out. Debo, that's a female. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it looked like the skill set of a man fighting a woman. Amanda Serrano was too strong. She was too accurate. She, you know, and, you know, and, and and shout out to Amanda Serrano and Cindy Serrano, the Serrano sisters, very nice women. Um, you know, as accomplished as she is, she's one of the most humble fighters that I ever met in boxing. Seven-time world champion. 
um, she has no more weight divisions to go up to, or she could only go up to one, you know, one one forty. I mean, she's in one twenties and one thirties. I mean, it's, you know, she's getting run out of girls to beat up. You know, I had Heather Hardy maybe winning one round, one round yeah. out of ten. You know, it, it just was a, it, it was terrible, man. It was really, she had no business. A, she needs to retire. Blood fest. It's the age. The age showed. Look, we all know. Look, Heather Hardy's tough. She can take a, a shot to the head, but that's that's not boxing. Shot to the head. You know, she broke got her nose broken by getting kicked in the face of MMA. Nose broken. Sheesh. I mean, she's known for having a strong chin. Not not the biggest punch, not the most technical, but that's that's not boxing, man. What Amanda Serrano did, that's boxing. This is why I can say Amanda Serrano, pound for pound. I do agree with the boxing analysts when they say she should be next to Manny Pacquiao and Oscar De La Hoya as a champion, male or female. She's an overachiever. Uh, overachiever. I put her over, um, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, of the the, limp, the uh, Clarissa Shields. I put her over her. I put her over Clarissa Shields. You know, um, not because Clar- she's better than Clarissa Shields. She's she her body of work is a lot bigger. Clarissa still has a long way to go, but you know she's an accomplished fighter with the bigger girls. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, you know, like I said, and what y'all, but what, what y'all think about, have y'all seen um, Nana Serrano fight? I have not seen Nana Serrano fight. I'm going to tell you the truth. When it comes down to female boxing, it's like I be, I, more I, I sit there, I'm like, it's more technical than it is male boxing. Like basketball, it's a little bit more technical, but oh, as far as seeing depends. them fight, it's like, you know, I hate to be the one to say, yeah, this bars and hoops does not agree with what I'm about to say. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, we starting it up in here. Still, don't be mad at us. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. When it comes down to women boxing, it's like, how strong can she really be? Very strong. Shout out to Peter Kaljevic. I've seen this girl. Let me let me, let me, let me tell you a story because I've seen some of these fighters. Like I saw Otto Wallen in the gym. I know Otto Wallen. Uh-huh. Amanda Serrano. Is very very strong. They run out of girls for Amanda Serrano to spar in MMA, wow, and in boxing because she hurts them. She dominates them. She ragdolls girls. This girl's only 140 pounds when she's not training. This girl's five. She's five. Uh, I believe she's like five four, five five, and she walks around 140 pounds. Comes down to like you know 122. You know, Amanda Serrano 123, whatever the class is. I'm not familiar right. with the exact weight, uh-huh. but. She's too strong. I see her spar dudes. If she sparred me, I would have to treat her like a man. And I'm and I'm a light heavyweight man. She's a, she's really <laughs> strong. I see her go ten rounds kickboxing. Well, didn't get tired. Wait a minute. A little while ago, you was like, "Yo, men got a they got a different structures. You got to." So we job. do. But wow. when you got someone that's a elite fight like Amanda Serrano, she gonna kick your ass, man. I, I will get Amanda Serrano to beat up some dudes in the neighborhood, and she would knock them out. Think about it. She's got. Over a sixty percent knockout ratio in her fights. Mm. She's knocking girls out in different weight classes. I lose girls... a girl in the street. This me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. You know, but um, you know, I don't underestimate them. Clarissa Shields, sparse dudes, walks around the same weight as me, out of shape. You know, the girl's strong. You know, I mean, maybe not the biggest knockout artist, but right. But she's. But when I t- when I talk about that punches and volume and, and that aggression, right. Even though yes, we do have advantages, but when you come to elite skill level fighters, right. The the the, the, demo, the dynamics change, bro. The dynamics change. But what we're gonna do, uh, right now, man, we got we gotta after that fight because I was amped from that fight. The main event. You know, I wasn't really like the car, so I'm not going to talk about the rest of the fighters on the car. I want to talk about Devin Haney and his knockout win um, on the same on the on the same card. Um, 
so Devin, so Devin Haney, when Devin Haney fought, um, he fought another un- undefeated fighter. Right. Um, you know, very, very unknown, but he was, he was definitely, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely underrated. His name was um, Zar. Uh, I cannot pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Zar Abu Dal- Dalev. Mm. Um, which he was also. Can I buy a vowel? Yes. Can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. can we buy? I'm sorry. He's from Eastern Europe. He he is a undefeated fight. I believe his his record was 17 and 0. Um, and Devin Haney before he fought him, he's he's 22 and 0 with 14 KOs. Right. And Devin Haney is ranked number two by the WBC. So he is the contender for Lomachenko's 135 pound belt. He won the fight, so that makes him a contender. He calls him Nomachenko. No um, Machenko. No Machenko. No Machenko. And what a oh, shot. Machenko. Because he feels that he has what it takes to beat him. And I do believe Devin Haney could beat him with youth. No mas. Um, good technical ability, good jab. He um he I think he broke the dude's cheekbone and nose Dang. with his jab and his right and his right his, his right hand. Heard him. But, um he, he got he got he got him out of there before even half the fight was over. No! Um, <laughs> they, 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 do the, they do the towel in for him. It was a, it was a, a solid TKO. Um, now, from what I hear, this could be exciting if Davis when Davis is at 135 right now, uh-huh. unless you know Lomachenko runs down to 130 due to Bob Arum okay. advising him. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Now, from what I do know about boxing, I know Gavonda Davis is a bull. He's a is he? bull. Is he? He's a bull. I, I mean, the, the kid is strong. The yeah. more I see this kid, I, he reminds me of a red-nosed pit bull. That's what I say about two. I, 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 I put it, um, <laughs> did you see my Instagram when I put the uh, red-nosed pit and Javante face together? Yo, it works. It, it looked just like my boy, my boy, uh, my boy, um, Dog Duke. He, he better chill out on that on the social media tip too over there arguing with his girlfriend. Go, yo, Davis. Then right? they then they get back together the next day. Then they curse he's out the next day. Chill what out. But doing? you know what, man? I feel like. They, they they say he's like a combination of a of a Mike Tyson and Mayweather and and a, and, a, and 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 even a, even a Roy Jones man the, the dude is special man I mean he has all those attributes one punch knockout power so what is he missing then um experience I don't really see him really missing anything I mm. mean Mayweather's a brilliant um, Al Heyman and Mayweather are di- guiding him the right way they don't have to rush to Lomachenko Lomachenko's old Lomachenko's thirty one years old. He, they got that's a, old. That's old for boxing when you have 400 amateur fights. Damn. See boxing. See, think about when I, when, let me explain this to it. I want to. I want to tell this to uh, a lot of the fans. Um, boxing. Box. See, I'm I'm 32 years old. At next week, next Saturday, I'm 32. Yes, sir. For an average person, yeah, that's kind of youngish. Happy birthday. <laughs> so you cannot compare boxing age to average person age that's working on the street that's not in the sport okay see when you when you've been boxing like Andre Ward Andre Ward retired at 34 years old Lomachenko is making plans to retire at 40, 34 years old He's he said his mouth he might think about doing it. he wants to fight with Javante Davis before retiring when you have 400 fights and you've been f- boxing since 6 years old that's a lot of wear and tear on a body of it, course you know so when he had 400 fights as an amateur now that's you a lot me, of fights now you're telling me Going towards thirteen fights, by everything, joints, everything. So when you when you when you're that when you are that accomplished, and you go professional, in your mid twenties to late twenties, you already got wear from the amateurs because now the amateurs you don't get the rest. You might fight four times a week, 
You're yeah, fighting. So. You're going Olympics. Two-time so, gold medalist. So Bernard Hopkins should be in the wheelchair right about now. <laughs> I mean, well, you yeah. know, Bernard Hopkins, see, that's that's a different type of fighter. Okay. He was boxing in prison. So he was a late starter. He started at um he started boxing at 17, 18 in prison. And when he was released, he went professional around, like, I think it was, like, 21, 22 years old. He lost his first professional fight, which was great because it was a good experience to know who he was. But he, but he, but he learned, but he learned on the job. Mm. It's very hard. Like Tevin Farmer started at 19 years old. It is very hard to learn this, yeah, man. You got to start while you're young. I'm very mm. fortunate that I was doing martial arts before I came into boxing. So movement and angles wasn't new to me. But if I came into boxing at 25 and never did any type of contact, oh man, I'd be a fish out of water. The minute I got hit or understood someone grabbed me, I wouldn't know what to do. You know, um, it, it's, it's, it's tough. But um, I want to get back to um, Lomachenko and Davis. Um, great fight. Devin Haney might spoil both of their plans. Hey. He might be the black sheep. Shit. Taller. Same height as Floyd Mayweather. We might have the next Floyd Mayweather. He, might, he looks a little bit like Floyd Mayweather. Right. I mean, I want somebody to call up and, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, I want to hear I want to hear. go. I, you know, we got to talk today, man, because, you know, there's a lot of good cards of the weekend. But, you know, with Lomachenko, Davis, Haney at 135, he might, one of them might retire Lomachenko and make him go down 130 and fight Farmer. I'd rather, if he loses the tank, go down to Farmer, get another big payday, bow out, go back to Ukraine, and be a great teacher, a big coach. You know, I think well, he I'll has a long, what, long future in boxing as a young guy. In the meantime, we're going to they can keep the change. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we want to get into the, uh, I want to get into the, uh, to, to the. Uh, Fury versus Otto Yes, Arto you know where we're going. Fury Otto Wellen. What, we, what was that looking like, Des? What, what was that fight looking like? The Otto Wallen versus Tyson Fury, and I'm a Tyson Fury fan. I do not like Anthony Joshua. I do not like Deontay Wilder, how they box. That's just my opinion. Um, Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like how they box. I right. think they're both one-dimensional. Okay. I'm not going to knock a man for winning because that's not what I do. I would not a fan of Golovkin. Can't knock a man from being a puncher and winning. He finds a way to win. Good jab, and, and, and he got a good punch. But Otto Wallen, I told people from... Shout out to Joey Gamach. I talked to him today. Um, my soul brother from another mother. That's, you know, we have a little inside <laughs> joke. Um, you know, I congratulate him because you're as good as your team. Otto Wallen. And and I knew the plan before they even got to the got to the, to the arena. I talked to Otto Wallen. I said, you ain't going to worry about the looper stuff. You're going to go down the middle and you go to his looping? body. Tyson Fury, you know, he, he's very shifty. He, like, he likes moves. He catches you with different angles. He might throw, you know, he might give you special effects. I said, Otto, you're not going to pay attention to them special effects. You're going to go down the middle. You're going to walk them down and cut them off. Right. People didn't know that Otto Wallen has footwork. I've seen the man train in the gym many, many weeks. I've sat down and talked to him about Volvos. But wait like, a minute. Like, we saw, well, on the same tip, we saw Tyson Fury out there out there training and not for nothing I've even seen a couple of your posts where you said yo you know I was fans of this guy the way he moved I do like Tyson Fury I'm a fan like that. but I'm a fan but also too I like Otto Wallen and that's I'm, I know him you know okay. I, and I felt that the fans was disrespecting him calling him a bum this is what I don't like about the average casual fans this is why I like MMA fans better than some boxing fans because oh. when I got because when a guy it's unknown. Oh, Keep he's a bum. change, you filthy animal. I said, oh, he's a bum. <laughs> he I said, so the man is 22 and oh, he's 20 and oh, excuse me, but he's a bum because you don't know him. I said, nobody does research about the fighters anymore. We have, we have social media. There's no reason to be ignorant. 
And I told people, in the beginning of that fight, mm-hmm. he was winning. He was going to Tyson Fury body. He was uh-huh. jabbing the body, cutting Tyson Fury off. And you know Tyson Fury got good footwork. Yeah. I said, Wallen is not going to be confused by Fury's footwork because the man can move himself. He's 6'5". Right. Had a 7-inch reach disadvantage. Fury is 6'9". Right. Reach is 85. Wallen's reach is 78. He had to fight like the shorter man. He looked way smaller, man. 25-pound weight disadvantage. And he still cut him. He cut him in the fourth round with a, with a with a left with a, he, he caught him with a left hand and split his eyebrow. And that over. cut was bad. I think they should have stopped the fight. They gave Fury <laughs> passes on that many times. You could almost see his skull. Yo, that was a yo. Damn. That had to be one of the most ferocious eye cuts I've ever seen in my life, son. And I like that out of Wallen too. He showed that he got dogged in him. He took his glove, a little dirty. I I, I would have personally. Expose the cut a little different because in front of the ref, I was like, bro, you can't just take your thumb and swipe the cut and try to make it open more in front of the ref, man. You got to put your head in the cut. Pause. And, 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 and Pause. I said, you got to put your head in the cut. I said, oh. you got to. I said, I said, you got to. What gotta. did you say, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I said, you there's many ways to open a cut. You know what I'm saying? Forearm, you know. Keep tagging it. Joey Gamach is very intelligent. He said, keep jabbing, keep hitting that cut, yep. even on the oh. inside. You know, put, Savage life Because Keep he wanted to get cut. the stop It was almost a TKO He would have got a TKO over. win And would have been The new lineal Heavyweight champion yeah, Now know. the thing about it is His stock went up Even though he lost Because Fury He made Fury fight the way That you're not used to See him fight On the inside And go into the body Deontay Wilder Did not make Fury Fight on the inside But he you was, know But Wait Say that again Because He looked better Than Deontay Wilder he landed more than Deontay Wilder. Half the fight, his but he was up on the percentages out of Wallen. And from experience, I felt only weight, the only thing that helped him, it was like a um, you know, it, it was an experience factor. Right. Fury has four elite competition, so you know, and plus use his size. He leaned on him, he laid on him on a rope, he made him tired. So he was better. It wasn't say that he was better. He it's was just a better more, fighter that day. He it was his night. But if, even if I want to score it, I would have had it a draw. Because I gave the first to the fifth round. Almost and, and back and forth, maybe the sixth round. But to let me water. ask you a question. You would give that a draw, knowing that this man had that that yo know, that cut will force a lot of people to stop fighting themselves. Man. Well, the cut, and not only that, he yeah. he he powered through it and kept fighting and brought himself back in the car. You gotta kind of give it to him. Who showed the more heart in that fight? Wallen for the heart. They, they both showed a lot of heart because Wallen got hurt a couple of times to the body and head. He never went down. He got hit in the body and then do a Keith Thurman and go take off running. You know, like, he got hurt with some big shots, man. Fury's a big dude at that weight class, man. Heavyweight, everybody hits hard. Everybody could knock everybody out. He took a couple of shots. He 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 talked he talked this he talked this smack. A dude from Sweden. And we know Wallen is not a talker. Right. But he showed grit in that fight to go to 12 rounds. And even in the 12th round, he hurt Fury. Right. I had it a draw. Because right. the thing about it is I felt that fight should have got stopped and went in Otto's favor. And I'm a Tyson Fury fan. Well, I tell you this. I tell you this. Either way, it definitely went the way Tyson Fury wanted it to go because there was a lot of smack talking after this, right or wrong. Yep. It was smack talking after this because the thing about it was, you know, like I said, he said, he said, I want you. So um Deontay Wilder, he said, You're next bum. 
And ouch. The thing about it is this fight was like a Lewis Ortiz. <laughs> when Wilder fought Ortiz the first time, uh-huh. it was one of those type of fights where I don't want it. Everybody was shocked. Everybody was shocked at the dude. And I told people, I talked to the coach. I'm around these fighters. Right. I, I, I said, I know Joey's intelligent. Joey watches me spar guys sometimes. Right. And he knows about movement. He understands footwork. He's, he's going to chest jab Fury. He's going to go to Fury's body. We talked about the game plan. I just never talked about it because I'm not supposed to put another fighter's game plan on social media and talk about what they plan to do. Yeah, we, they we, expose that themselves. That's what you do. You know, there's certain things you just don't do in boxing. But I knew about it. I said, oh, they sleeping on him. They thought he was another Schwartz. I said, Schwartz didn't want to be there. Schwartz was there for the payday. And who Schwartz is, is is another guy that just stands still. You can't compare a guy that's got concrete boots to a guy that's complete. Now, Otto Wallen going to get a nice, more big paydays. Right. Might beat up a Burmains to Vern. They might give him some other guys to build him up again. It's 5 o'clock. He was talking smack at the conference, you know, to Fury. So he has it. He's, he, you know, the dude from Rocky, um, Ivan Drago, hit him I up and said, if he, dies, he shot him out. He said, he dies. He said, if he, if he, he said I'm, you must break him. Earl. And said to Otto Wallen, because he's from Sweden. So, you know, it was a great fight, man. And I disagree when people I disagree when people say that the heavyweight division and boxing itself is suffering. No, it's just a different era. It's a digital age. And now we got more platforms to see more fighters fight. And it's not just a bunch of, you know, 10, 10, 10, 10 superstar fighters and we ignore everybody yeah. that's potential is undefeated. We got more gold medalists probably than ever. Yeah. Since the 88 Olympics, we probably got as many gold medalists as 88 and 84. But besides that, man, I just want to wrap it up, you know, and stay tuned, man. It's a lot of good fights this year. Ortiz yes, Wilder. And we at? I don't two know. Piece, two, two piece. Two piece. Two piece with the, the insight on that boxing and that MMA. The, the nose hunter. The nose hunter. <laughs> Urban legends are only born once in a lifetime. The nose hunter. I got to say, I got to say, I definitely <laughs> know them boxers is going to be out there, man. It's, a, it's definitely going to be a very interesting next couple months. Mm-hmm. There's also, uh, did, uh... Uh, Canelo Oh and Kovalev and, and they've officially Said they're gonna fight In November I'm buying it Who's coming to the crib we did. Don't forget Bars and Hoops Radio 516 I'll bring some pizza Because I'm gonna tell I'll you What's gonna wings. happen <laughs> Yeah That boy Kovalev Is dope to the body mm. Canelo's an opportunist Man That dude is a fox I'm gonna tell you Straight up He's He said yo you just had a hard fight with Anthony Yard? Nah, we getting this fight right now, November 2nd. Mm. That dude didn't even get a chance to recover. Now he yeah. got to lose weight again, and he got to get back in the camp. Yep. So we didn't know that Canelo going to knock him out. I got Canelo stopping him. or if And Kovalev fighting for dear life because Canelo jab, he might be faster, he's a better counterpuncher, and he's more complete. We He know that he know that Kovalev don't got no inside game. They ready to go. They ready to go, but Kovalev getting a paycheck. So he gonna bow out, and he gonna probably teach boxing in Russia, and he gonna bow out. And I, and it's nothing against him. It looks good for Canelo because Canelo say I got a better one sixty eight, I got a one seventy five. Why can't Golovkin go up and wait, being a bigger man? Right. You know they trying to ban Golovkin as like the as as uh they trying to make Golovkin the next Marvin Hagler. I said that's blasphemy. Don't ever compare Triple G to oh, Marvin Hagler. Marvelous? Because they oh, said, oh, man. well, Triple G never, Triple G, he 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 dominated, he unified 160, this and this and this. Yeah, but who did he fight before well, that before dominant Wade? Yeah, but you know how they say, man. Listen, before, when junior, it comes down, you can't fight weights. generations, kid. Yeah. If we could, we have a lot of questions answered. And with that being said, mm-hmm. this is Bars and Hoops Radio. We about to sign on in. 
We got some music we want to play for y'all. We got our little mini mix coming up. Salute. Take ourselves a little break. Yes, we sir. come back. We're going to have a lot to talk shit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like you never wanted nothing It's feeling like rap changed It wasn't time, it was rugged Back when if a nigga reached It was for the weapon Nowadays niggas reach Just to set a record Spaghetti bowling years in the polo lounge Me and my G from D.C. That's how I roll around Might look like But we heavy though You think Drake would pull some shit like that You never know Million dollar meetings in the polo lounge Me and my man Oliver North That's how I roll around Shorty wanna tell me secrets about a rap nigga I tell that bitch it's more attractive when you hold it down Kobe about to lose 150 M's Kobe my nigga, I hate it, had to be him Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym Whoa. Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym Tell Lucy and I said, fuck it, I'm tearing holes in my budget Bag her like we in public, and take her ass out in public Ordered it up for late, told her butterflies, she'll love it She used to soda and nuggets, she really just tired thugging I'm just hitting my pinnacle, you a pussy identical You like the fucking finish line, we can't wait to run into you But let me get my mind off that young rich motherfucker getting mine off rap with my niggas. I ride for my niggas, dog. I ride for my niggas. I slide for my niggas, dog. I ride for my niggas. Space game, man. Niggas trying to get at me. Dog. I ride for my niggas. Vanuti coop to that ghost dog. Pigeons on the roof like ghost dog. The white Howard on the post dog. My niggas got the powder through the post dog. Watch the body tilt when you hit the head. Niggas lost meals trying to beat the feds. Ten grams off my last 250 now. Big ass crib, 250 down. Damn. Gave my nigga max 75. Then gave my nigga penthouse another 30. Fuck. Got me thinking like I'm 75. Damn, nigga I ain't even seen 30. I ride for my niggas, dog. 
All right, we back, we back, we back. Two Had piece. A little time for that little mini mix Word right there. Up. Little mini mix. That's one of my favorite joints, by the way, too. That, that Jim Jones joint. Yeah, I like Jimmy, that, that Jimmy Hot. That's definitely. And the fact that my man Rose jumped on the joint is it makes it even kind of crazy. Uh, Wayne stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I had to. Let me pepper for the win. Radio. I had to laugh. That was hilarious. But now we are gonna step right into the power hour. They say this is a big rich town. How you got? You got seen the Trey songs part. <laughs> this is where it goes Yeah, down. right? It's all Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> I like Shout out that. to Curtis, man. Shout to Curtis. Fofty. So look, this is what we got now. I'm going to tell y'all, I don't know if y'all following power. This has to be the best season. I think thus far, this has been one of the best seasons that they did. And I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people have been croaking. A lot of people have been getting hit up. Lot of people, but we ain't gonna get into that because we got a serious, we got a serious Man. charge coming up between these next two cats. I yeah, was, so. I was a little leery of this season. Um, I think last season it went real quick, right? Like they one by one, people started getting knocked off, knocked off, knocked off. And I guess me thinking Angela was just going to ride off into the sunset with ghosts or whatever, she was the last person I think that would get killed. That's what I thought made it you good. Know? Right, That's up, what I right, made it good. right on the back. Soon as soon as it start, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! But you know, it I is what it is. It, it is what it is. But I tell you this. So now you look at it. <clears throat> you look at it. You look at it. Um, you got, you got obviously Ghost and Tommy trying to knock each other off. But the question is, do you really think that they could do it? Do you think? Do you think that they're gonna be able to get back together? Because now. The thing is, at the end of the episode, you see Ghost is calling Tommy like, "Yo, do you think that we could get together and knock this, knock this connection? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's possible for yeah, them? Yeah. Do you think Jason, they reached a point of no return? Jason screwed both of them. Jason called both of them and say, um, "I want you to, you know, do a job, right? Right. Ghost, Ghost got there too late, right? Not that and you know what? Now nah, he was on point. It just." I think he got. I think he got caught up studying Tommy. Well, he he kind of in a way put them two against each other without them knowing they were planning against each other. Right. But um, he played his odds. Yeah. And Some, now Ghost, one of them is gonna win. And now Ghost is Ghost. Tommy, Tommy needs him for the connect number one. And now Ghost is trapped because Ghost I think off one his man. So now he got to pay him that money back. Um, I think they're going to get back together just the same way they did Lobos, man. The same way they came back together and they killed Lobos when they was trying to kill each other then. You know what I'm saying? I think it may be a, a little bit more serious now, but, you know, um, I think they're going to do for the common good. Tommy say no now, but it's going to take, watch, it's going to take something. He's going to do or say something to Tommy to where Tommy be like, yo, ghost, let's kill this fucker. Part my language. More than a two-piece. It is what it is. But, I mean, ultimately, when you look at it, I mean, this guy, uh, the fact that Tommy's working for Jason makes this a little bit, makes this a little tougher. He has to convince Tommy, and not for nothing, Tommy's already convinced that he already had him kill his pops, and he shot Angela. That's another thing that 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 I believe yeah, Ghost that, is going to have a hard time getting yeah, that was, later that, on. Yeah, fresh. That was a... That's revenge for for Teresi. Right. But but in actuality he wasn't aiming for Angela. He was aiming for for him. And she Angela him just happened away. to got hit. Shout yo, shout to Angela, B. Shout to Angela. Y'all catch his last <laughs> They don't want to hear the truth. You know what I'm saying? Angela but we gonna we we're gonna have to keep it funky. That dude was killing Angela. 
I thought they was for real in them scenes, man. Word up. Damn, ghost. <laughs> so now, the next question is, well, you think Lala's going to keep continuing to hold Tommy down? No. Why you say that? I think she's going to fold. I think it's going to be a case where she thinks about the overall well-being of her son and choose that over Tommy. And that's why I think that that'll provoke Tommy to probably off her. Damn, you think Tommy going to kill her too? Why not? He killed Holly, pregnant with his baby. I yeah, he didn't know. <laughs> no, he knew. He knew. You sure? Yeah. He so knew. now that that makes it even worse. That's like you know what when you, when, when you look at it. Now Tommy, if you ask me, she's just been filling the void that he had since Holly, and I believe that ultimately, her, her other side is coming out though. She's one of them kind. I believe like. Like at first she didn't really want to get into the life, but now that she's in it, it's, it's like she it's just not. It's not for her. The, the life is not for her, but she really likes this guy. She and Tommy really make. To me, he makes it seem. She's thinking like I gotta do this for him because I don't want him to leave it down. Because Tommy's like, yo, hold me down, hold me down, hold me down. You know what I'm saying? Right. Once um. It gets something to her son's well-being. Like, I, I'm I'm going to go on a limb and figure out that the feds or something will come to her and be like, yo, we take your son from you or something like that. She'll, she'll tell. Yeah, she's not going to risk that. Yeah, she's not. Because that's all who she has. It's just it's, and, and that's all she's all her son has. Right. So once that happens, then I think that's where it's going to go crazy. Well, we all know when they get to the telling, there's only one dude we worried about right now, and that's Drake. Dre has already shown that he could double cross, triple cross. I've seen this dude do some real crazy stuff. Boy. Do you think that he's going to take the, the DA's bait? Because they're hanging his daughter in the balance. Do you think that he's going to take the DA's bait I and think, Rat goes out? I think he's going to do I think he's gonna do what's best for him. If working, if it takes the Rat and Ghost out to get what he needs, he'll do that. If, if it's another way to get what he needs done, he'll do that. He's an opportunist. Facts. So he's going to do the betterment for him. Facts. But if it really comes down to that, see, they screwed him into that deal. And then after he delivered or or didn't deliver, didn't, was killed. Didn't have to deliver. Yeah, didn't have to deliver. The, the favor was done for him. So now all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? Screw that. She's dead. Uh, we can we can file a case against you now for drugs. Wow. Unless you give me this or that or the third. And that's you know and that's saying? that's your, that's your man over there. That's, like, what, that's what happens when you deal with the pigs, man. You word, get, word. It's always a back. It's always a back into the story. You know. I think the I think the saddest part about the or the strongest part about the whole thing is Tasha. Yeah. Like man. I look at I look at Tasha and I'm trying to understand why Ghost would like I. You know what? There was a point in the first season where he asked he asked Tasha, and I tell everybody this. He he asked Tasha. He said, "Yo, when you first met me." What did you think I was going to be? She said the biggest drug dealer in New York. Right. And that changed his whole outlook on her. Yeah, because then you remember after he said that. He asked Angie. He said, drug dealers don't live forever. He said, I, I will never make it to be an old drug dealer. I got to get this money and get out of here. Right. And they was all for him. They was all against him, pardon me, taking that money and putting it into clubs. Right. That was his way out. Because even when, uh, remember, in, in that first season, Tasha saw the numbers. She was like, yo, why would you want to do this? Like, you're not making enough money to, to, to really hold it down like that. So. He was making cake, and it was legal. Yeah. 
It was legal. Man. Man. You didn't have to worry about that. Tommy, Tommy still needed him to do this. She's, she's like, well, damn, you ain't the same person I met no more. You know, she got the thrill of we eat, we don't have to do this, we don't right. have to do that. You know, da 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 da. But you know, that life ain't forever, man. But that's, here's that's another. Life. It's funny you say that because now, it's like you look at Tommy. It's like Tommy done already thought about killing ghosts way before this season. This is like his second or third time. Do you think that he has it in him to kill ghosts if he has to? Nope. Why? Because he looked at he looks at Ghost's family. And he he looks at Ghost's family as his family. Because he didn't come up with no family. It was just him and his mother. You you look at he's always around Ghost's family. He's always, always. around them. When they eat dinner, when they eat lunch, he coming in there. Uh, Tariq and the daughters Those his godchildren Right You know what I'm saying And he, he loves them He'll go out and shoot a person for Tariq he'll, Or he'll, the goddaughter He'll go out and get shot Yeah For them if he has to Yeah So so That's his thing It just so happens that They are on extremely bad terms right now And, and the killing each other shit is crazy I believe ultimately these guys are the yin and the yang Which makes them the perfect team you got one guy who's just wild crazy. Well, you, you got, got the, the next brains, guy that's You smart. got the brains and the brawn. Right. So it's like they, they, it's hard for them to be touched. Ghost is the brains of the operation, and Tommy is the executor. He's but bro, but, the, but the brawn is tired of being the brawn. He wants to be the brain. That the, is the problem. Exactly. But he don't have the brains to do it. He don't have the brains to do it. I believe Tommy could pull off something here and there, but I believe nobody get it right like Ghost. He's, Go- been, he's been trying to run that. He's been trying to run an organization, and those young boys... I'm going to go out on them with them. Right. They getting ready to shit on Because if they catch him slipping, they going to get him. Where I Ghost the had same it, thing. Where Ghost had it locked down and he was making peace treaties with this one. All right, well, you give us this corner, we give you that corner. Da, right. Da, da, and he had everything smoothed out. I said the same thing. I said, In yo. In the suit. <laughs> I, I, I said, I said uh, uh, these guys really can't wait to take these. Like 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 my man Stills would say, Stills, we know you out there. Wise and lock kid from oh, yeah, Bellin. Yeah. They want to eat too. He said. He that's, said, but that's that's same thing with Dre. Right. He kept Dre under him. Right. And he was like, "Yo, just stick under me. I'm gonna get you off the corner. So you, you can take care of your daughter." Da da da. Dre still want to be in that life. He said, "Don't he make want me, that fast money. Don't make me pull your card in front of buns and." Sh-. He said, "You was and end crying up, like a b- and end up sli- <laughs> and end up going to sleep on the table." Oh. That was crazy. That was crazy. The more I look at power, there's a couple things, a couple dynamics that we definitely wanted to discuss. One of them would be uh, Tate. This guy is like creepazoid. But for some reason, Ghost still, or at least he believes he still, has this guy in his pocket. Man, Lorenz Tate, man. He played he's dirty. A, he's, pool, a, he's a creep. He's a creep, motherfucker. Creepy, creepy, creepy. And every time he tries to up one on Ghost, Ghost always flip the script and up one on him. Um, his angle is crazy to me. Now he got this 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 lady involved now, and and she's kind of digging Ghost. Um, the one who came in to help run his campaign, right? And she's kind of, I ain't going to say she's kind of didn't go. She's on Ghost, just the way she was looking at him. Dirt bag And then status. she went, yeah, she want to get the back. <laughs> she was looking at him. She want to get, she want to get a cheese clap. But, um, you know, 
<laughs> I think they're going to work some out. I think Tate is going to get screwed big time. Well, I'll tell you this. The, the, when the more and the last dynamic of this thing is Tariq. Yeah. Tariq. His dynamic is crazy. Do you think that he has a team around him? I mean, he really does. Well, when you got, look at it, he between, got the, between he got the girl the, and, and, and uh, Tommy Jr., you know what I'm saying? Lil Tasha. I'm going to call him Lil Tasha and, and Lil Tommy. Do you, you know? Do you believe that they could be trusted? And if so, what they going to do when they get busted? I, I think if the little, they get busted. I think the little white boy is dumb. Right. I of course. Because he, he's, he's an airhead. So yeah, he's I wild. Think he's, he got a little bit of change. He's all giggly and happy-go-lucky. And uh, when shit hit the fan, he ain't built for that because he probably came from a rich home. Uh, Tommy didn't. So that's right. weird. He's right. out. The girl, I think, will hold him down over um, that boy because eventually I think the girl's going to end up liking him. I think it's too... I think eventually, I think she liked him already. Well, yeah, true. So, um... She knows how smart he is. She already mentioned that, how smart you are. Da, 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 right. But she still buckled down to do, you know, to get some of that cash. But eventually, I think she hold him down before the white boy will. She seems... You know, one thing I look at her, she seems definitely smart. And I believe that's like... That's like a big thing in this game. She got to definitely be hip to the hip to the jibs. You know what I mean? So she got to be hip to what's going on. And when you look at how, when you look at how, uh, how he deals with her, it's like you just, I see, a, I see, a, I see Tariq turning into a man on the low. Like he's no longer like this little kid. Even when he was doing all that stuff in like season, I want to say four, where he was running around with these dudes with, and they with, caught the body over yeah, there in, yeah. in, in the uh, with fifty in the, right. It's like this guy. It's like he's turning into a man in front of us, he's and you can see it coming. Father's child, like like had I, I think had he not even found out what his father's did or done, like the the worst thing Tasha could have did was tell him what your father is. Your father is this. Your father was a hustler. Your father. You don't tell your kid that, right? Look what Tariq turned out to be. So and and, and the first person and the first person she's gonna point a finger to is who. As her, his, as his father. father, right? You know what I'm saying? But you told him, right? He didn't know until you told him. It's a fact. It's a fact. So listen, y'all. That was our 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 bars and hoops power hour right there with my man Zao over yes, there putting sir. this on. You know what I mean? We sitting over here watching it. We got Mister Two Piece over here. Two Piece. We got Zao over here, yes, sir. You got my man Pop the Beard and one sitting right here talking to y'all. We about to go into another little DJ mix, and when we come back. We're going to get into some of this hip-hop. We got a couple things going on right now. Got to talk about T-Top. Got to talk about T-Top. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We we definitely got some things. We definitely got some things. All right? Everybody, sit tight. All right? We'll be back. We've been on a tragedy for months. Why can't you look me with me for once? Maybe we can be on chill tonight. Maybe I can give you chills. We've been on a tragedy for months. Why can't you agree with me for once? Yeah. Maybe we can be on chill tonight. One time. Maybe I can Time. Many other brothers love you, but this pleasure is mine. It's no pressure for us to say that I love you from now. So fuck that cuff and shit. I just want us to be comfortable now. For real, who you loving? Who you want to pull up? Who don't 
don't care who you dating long as you care you trust trying to hear all your problems so i can lighten the load no you're not fighting alone cause i'm protecting you from chill life hard and ex-lovers is like scars but they stop hurting but never forgetting what it was i wasn't young and my biggest enemy was the club with voicemails on third rings fucking me up so i don't trust why can't you agree I'm gonna stay the same. Yeah. I pull up on you, then put it in with patience. I'm good where we got it without no expectations. What good is the title when Shawty been the waiter? Let me illustrate ya. Let my tongue repaint ya. It's already wet. Have you had a brainstorm? Everywhere a nigga take you, just know that my face good. Modify your energy so your bank and your skin glow. Max feel, let it fly. I be up in there a lot. Just to show you I don't care, go wear it to that nigga house. We don't share our whereabouts or the gossip, the hood love. Just supreme confidence. If we good, that's good enough. Why can't you I know, I know, 
You're just like all the bitches I know Why do you know all the bitches I know? I think we're better off as rivals, yeah I know, I know Why do you know all the bitches I know? You're just like all the bitches I know You're just like all my fucking rivals, yeah And I know, I know You're just like all the bitches I know Insecure, so you got that light, bro I feel like I'm the rapping Michael, yeah I think I'm better off without you And you think I don't know about the things you do But I do all the same fucking things you do We about the same, I am just like you, yeah I know that you get in your feelings, baby, me too Sometimes I swear I say some shit that I don't mean to I make you feel the type of way I make you evil When I was broke, they used to treat me like I'm see-through They killed my nigga Grotto in the projects And then they killed Beastie, Free Pee Wee I swear to God, somebody gotta die next And if it's one of my niggas, make them free me All right, what up, what up, what up? We back, we back, we back a nice little mini mix up. We had to get off our chest. Holla at us. Let's yes, get it. Don't forget, give us a call. 516-206-0711. It's Bars and Hoops, baby. We here to get it in right now. Y'all know we got the hip-hop popping off right now. We got a couple things we wanted to hit y'all with our hip-hop segment. I want y'all to pay attention real tight. So now, as y'all know, it has been 18 years since 9-11. Wow. Moment Dad's of silence. Dad's two-piece. Where was you at when 9-11 happened? I was... Uh, first, it was the first week of high school on Damn. 9-11. That was in ninth grade at Martin Van Buren. A freshman? And, yeah, I was a freshman. And I heard, um, yeah, I know it was, uh, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I heard, I heard, you know, I heard the towers coming out. I, I ain't think it was serious because I wasn't, I was in school already. I didn't cut for the day. Right. So, I didn't, I was you like. You said I didn't cut for the day. Continue. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I was like, nah, this can't be real. Nah, the towers ain't come down. Right. Y'all lying. Right. So, I still didn't believe it until I got home. And then I heard, like, people were in the auditorium. Wow. And, no, because so many people, parents was worked that in Lower Manhattan. Yeah. So, a lot of people was in the auditorium. And I had a hard time. My mom tried to pick me up from school. But traffic was so crazy that day. And it was hot outside. It was actually a really nice day, actually, weather-wise. It was a really nice day, right. And, you know, so she couldn't get, get to me. And I got home. I wait for her. So, I got home a little late. So from my apartment in Rochdale, I could see the Twin Towers. I could see the whole skyline of Manhattan. So I got home, and I looked out the window, and I saw nothing but smoke. Right. And I said, oh, okay, well, maybe maybe it's a fire. Maybe the buildings are not down. And then I turned on the TV, and then I saw all you know all the, the aftermath for the whole day. Every station every station on TV had was playing over and over and over. You, you, and you, it was insane. Did you see it? When you turned on the TV, that was after both towers collapsed? Or? Yeah, I was home already. It was like four in the afternoon. So I looked, and I was like, wow. I'm hearing people talking on a bus about it. Like, mm. like people, you know, I mean, you know, condolences to the family, but, you know, people jumping out windows. And it was a lot of stuff. People were very distraught, man. It was one of the worst days probably in, 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 our, in my recent memory of living, you know, days. You know, and it's definitely something that most people will never forget. Even in, in, in old age, I remember, oh, yeah. you know, it, it just was a horrible, it was, it was just a horrible day, man. You know, um, and that's the first time ever I've seen anybody getting along for one day. Yeah. I've never seen that. I've it wasn't, seen, it wasn't, on that particular day, it wasn't no black or white, it wasn't no... It was, let's get out of here. Republican, Democrat, it wasn't no, we hate the cops, and this and that. Everybody worked together and came as one. So, I was on, I was on my way to work. Uh huh. Um, 
actually got there. I actually got on the van. I was still living at that point. I was still living on Linden and uh, not Linden. Excuse me. I was still living on American Farmers. Right. I was still at home. Um, I got on the van at Linden and Farmers on my way to work, and that's when it was me and the van driver. And that's when we heard a plane hit, hit the first tower. So we didn't know the size of a plane. We figured it was a small plane and this and that. Right. By the time I got to work, before I got off that van, they said another plane hit. Right. So I get to work. I go up in the building. A friend of mine that used to work with me, my friend, my man Joe, He's um, he was a custodian, but he's a volunteer firefighter uh-huh. part-time. We went up to the roof and seen the smoke where I work at, and he got a beat, and he had to go down there. Wow. He survived. He made it through and all that, but I had a friend, of, a good friend of mine's, Calvin, from the Bellow. Shout out to him. He he didn't survive. Wow. Well, let's let's give a little little moment, moment of silence for 9/11. Yes, sir. We didn't do a show that day, but we're gonna give a little moment of silence. Everybody just join us in that for me. Yes, sir. Right, y'all. Bars and hoops, we back. We just want to, you know, we want to make sure that we acknowledge that's New York City history, man. And we from New York City. But there's a couple things that was going down in the city at that time to be on a more lighter note. You had the blueprint. The blueprint came out 18 years ago. I believe that was one of Jay-Z's better albums. Yeah. That that definitely came out. And you had the, no the takeover. About, no more talking about artwork and and and, and that was before. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> yeah, it was before that. Ah, we that's, what, that's when he was. That's when he was jigger. Family right. matters and yeah. artwork and, and money. It, it's the 18th year anniversary of the release of Jay Z's The Blueprint and the birth of the infamous takeover rec, take, takeover versus eat the battle between Jay Z and Nas. <laughs> now I remember personally when I heard that I couldn't believe it. He said he said he did it at Summer Jam before that. He said, you guys don't want it with Hove. Ask Nas. He don't want it with Hove. I heard it the night when they was at Hot 97, wilding out. He called, yeah. That's when I heard, that's when Ed You talking about Rockefeller. The, when Rockefeller came up to Hot 97 and they started freestyling. That's the same night Cassidy had battled Freeway. Yes. And he destroyed Freeway. Yes. And they had that on tape. Cassidy was high as a kite. And <laughs> Swiss Beats, Swiss Beats got in the elevator with, with, with Jay-Z. And um, they started talking trash, and Jay was like, "What you you know, you can't beat such and such sisters like I got such and such on my man Cassie." Right. They went to the studio. Mm-hmm. Anybody got the footage or or or, or know what I'm talking about? Call. I Lynn. cut keys like a hardware Word. store. Call in, please, and let us and and, and and refresh us on what you know what was going down then. Because I he know he said it's funny, but I messed with chicks with with what and tummy tucks, yo. Cassidy burned him. Freeway that got so tight, he was like, "Yo, I need a beat." I and Swiss beat. was like, "Yo, we don't do no beat. I need a beat. I need a beat." How Everybody the, started laughing dude, at him. I need a beat. How the dude <laughs> that produced beat say, "Yo, we ain't doing no yeah, beat." Yeah, like he oh, said, "I need God. a beat. I need a beat." And so I, now that was actually the the, the takeover between Jay Z was very and Nas very iconic because it was a long time coming. Still for lost the, for the for the for the king of New York. Still lost. Who lost in your p- opinion? Jay Z lost. Oof. Jay, Whew. let me tell you something. 
Now, oh, man. it's funny I say that because Lenny S reveals that Jay Z quietly accepted that L. Damn right. At that time, this is what he says. You got the two piece of real. The blueprint showed me how selfish, selfless Jay was. This was a time when Takeover was out and Ether and Ether and everything. The energy was kind of crazy. They did a poll on the radio like Ether versus Super Ugly, and everyone voted Ether. It was Super, like Super Ugly Jay's was career. Trash. It was it was ridiculous. Jay's career is over. He's done. He recounted. Jay's on the phone with me, convincing me that this has to happen in life. We have to go through ups and downs, he continued. We have to take losses in order to get greater wins. We have to fall in order to get up. He just spent 15 minutes convincing me why this was necessary and that it's all right. Shout to Lenny S for that. Did you hear the paid in full freestyle before Ethan even dropped? Yeah. Is he an H to the Izzo? Hit the freeway. The, he said the rap version of Cisco. Hit the freeway. <laughs> Breeze through Memphis <laughs> with money bags. Stop the Philly or the cheesesteaks and eat beans fast. No, 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 no. Remember God. this. It really started here. Oh, you didn't. Want to know whose life was written? The life I'm living, the ice, the women. Oh, we ain't going to go there. I touch you, then buck you. Heats be spitting. Lazar, AR, 15, doors come down. Coffins broke, your whole crew is coffin bound. Your man, your whole lieutenant, your boss get found. This dough, why God, I spin it and toss around. New York, it's time to flip it. Where you from? Stop. That, that was when it started. Because Mev Bleak said, he said, he said, your lifestyle's written, so who you want to be? Play, Play your, your position. position. Whoa! Yeah, because Bleak, ready cause Bleak came on um, first. Drink champs and said he was the one who started the beat early. So early, Nas they wasn't to, ready for that. Nas had to come back and just chew that nigga like an old piece of meat. Oh, you <laughs> did? Pause. <laughs> he said, "Oh, you did." That was still one of my most favorite songs. He said, "Oh, oh you did." God, want to know whose life was written? The life I'm living, the ice, the women. Woo! He went hard on that one. That had to be. And you know what? That was the that was the resurgence. Nas buried all of them. He did. I listened to that and I got tears in my eyes back then. I said, "Yo, (laughs) this nigga here is bananas." He, I'm gonna tell you what. Like like we all said back then, they backed Nas into a corner. And when Nas got backed into a corner, when he had enough, was an animal. He he, right. He pulled out the two Tommy guns. Jungle said, "Yo, nigga, you gonna head? You gonna you gonna let these niggas?" Nah, Punk said, you like this? Nah, said, you gonna let it. Queensbridge go down like this again? Nah, said, you forgot what the Bronx did to us? Word. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. Nah, Shout the bars and you know. hoops. Give us a call. 516-206-0711. If you got something to say about that battle. Word. That was one of the most iconic battles in hip hop. And another thing that a lot of people that a lot of people are not talking about, even though this is 18 years later, this also <clears> marked the first major beef after. Our losses of Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. John yeah. 50. Every, no, no nah, this is two. even before oh, them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, one? Yeah, this is even before them. John 50 was, was um, 0203. Right. This is before them because I'm going to be honest, at that point in hip hop, and I got to speak a little bit on what I know. Yo, Union Square, I know you listen to me. Call Word on up. up. I'm not I down with the pause. I got to speak a little bit on what I know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, at that time, hip hop was real peaceful. 
It was, you know, everybody had their little grunts here and there. You still had Diddy and them selling records. I've been around. And you know, in 99, and No Way Out, No Way Out was the, up. The No Way right, Out, to the that Benjamins. Listen to that player, bull. Put your hands on my eyes, can see. It was a lot of nice stuff coming Cam, out even of Cam, Even Cameron with Confessions of yeah, Fire in 98. They was, they was getting ready. They was on their way to being hot. Right. The diplomats were just coming. We had weird collabos on their way to be. We had we had weird collabos too, with like with the horse and carriage remix with Silk and Shocker. But now you also gotta remember, at that point in hip hop, nobody wanted the beef because they didn't know where it was gonna go. Oh, they didn't. It it simply wasn't no beef until until that night. Foxy and Cameron, and, that was that was whatever. And, and, that, and, that, and was, that, that wasn't even the beat. On. That, that was still further on. That was still further on. Now, mind you, now mind you, at that point, it was like Queens versus Brooklyn. It's a big deal. Yeah. Shout the bars and hopes. Give us a call. I'm sorry, but I was like Brooklyn. I know y'all gonna be mad at me. It was a big deal. And I uh, said like this: Queens always gonna win. We got the we the winners, man. Listen, we the Patriots. Queens get the money, man. Queens get the money. We the Patriots. I don't know about Brooklyn. How LL said he, he said he said he said he said real is run New York as Russell Simmons. Only, that was actually Nas. Excuse only, me, y'all. You're only a customer. Let you walking in the presses of hustle. So now you got that was a, L shot at J. You were. Queens get the money. Queens get the money. So now it's funny that we even talking about Queens because we got Queens hip hop heroes immortalizing sculptures at a public library. Starting September 19th, artist Sherwin Banfield trio of sculptures is called A Cypher in Queens. This will take up a residence at a central library in Jamaica. The nine-foot-tall sculptures offer markers for fans in the Queens community to recognize, honor, and celebrate three late examples of the borough's talent. Mm. DJ, Jam Master J. Yes, sir. You also have, who was killed in 2002, you have Fife Dog. Of Tribe Called Quest, Rest who in died peace. in 2016 in from complications from diabetes back in the days of the bullet. Yo, if Man. you get a chance, check out that check out that special on Netflix, Evolution of Hip Hop. Yeah, Man, Queens, 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 we always been winning. And they also have Prodigy of Mob Deep, who died after battling sickle cell in 2017. Legend. That is legend. That's legendary. legendary. We got legends from north side to south side to Queens. Legend. We the biggest, we the best. We the biggest, we the best. That has to be the most, the most, the greatest hip hop news, if you ask me. At that time in hip hop, there was there was so many different dynamics and things at that time. And like I My said, bad, I'm gonna start to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this, yo, Queens so big, we even talk different in different parts of Queens. Queensbridge, they be like, yo, what I've done, what I've done. Right. Yeah, they spoke. Right. The, they, they spoke speak, the thun language. They speak different in different parts of Queens, like. That's how big we are. Brooklyn, everybody sound the same. Word. I don't care language. where they from in Brooklyn, but shout, <laughs> shout to Brooklyn, though. We don't want y'all knocking us in the head or nothing like yeah, that. We got see us in the street. Especially on that biggie, three train. We got a Biggie uh, fan over here. Yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, and like I said, it was after the murder of Big and Tupac. We talking almost three years. Because Pac was killed in September of 96. Big was killed in March of 97. I'm going to go on record and say that beef was bigger bigger than Nas and Jay for the simple fact that that beef produced the whole side of one country against another. This was was New York. Not from them two. Media base made it East Coast versus West Coast. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? To Pac and them, it was just... And they took the same story and narrative from the, from, the, from the Panther Party of the East Coast versus West yeah, Coast Yeah, the media made it East versus East Coast versus West Coast. I remember Ice-T called the radio that night and was um, the night that Biggie got killed. He said, I'm flying out of here tonight before they kill me. He was out, he was out here in New York. He said, I'm out of here. Wow. I'm out of here. Because they thought that was in retaliation of Tupac. So he was like, you know what? Before anybody come for me, I'm on the first plane back to LA right now. I'm at the airport. A lot of people right got now. killed. A lot of people got killed back in the day because of that. So I'm, gonna yeah. t- I'm gonna tell you this: when when I think about where I was at that time, it was '96, '97. I was 17 years old. At that point, I mean, I was really digging my feet in into hip hop. I was a big fan Damn, of Big. September when Pop died, I was just turning. Pop, I was eight turning Pop nine that same little, month. Right, Pop was still a little sucking Roy Wilkins over yeah. there. <laughs> Shout to Roy Wilkins. Get screamed at. (laughs) Shoot some jump shots. You know what I'm saying? After school ball program. Y'all know what we talking about out there. So I got to say, at that point when when, when Big died, it was just like, you know, not only did we lose a big part of hip hop, like it, it was a point where... I didn't know what happens next. Maybe because I was such I was young at the time, I didn't understand that people could actually release albums when they dead. I thought once they died, that was it. Like we would get no more yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So when we got more music, it was more surreal than anything. Yeah. And I think about some of the songs that Big had put out that really kind of changed my not changed my life, but really changed my summer. Like one more chance. These guys make so much. These guys make so much music on the low, like Tupac. Right. Um. Goes into the studio, bang, knock one song down. Bang, knock another song down. Right. Bang, knock another song down. Right. And before you know it, I mean, 96, he still had catalogs of music coming out were you one into of the people that, 2000. Were you right. one of, were that you, uh, unreleased song. Let me ask yeah. you a question. Were you one of the people back in the day that thought he was, that he thought he was alive and he just killed off his character? No. I, I, I bought that Tupac was dead. I, the reason I bought it is because it was just like... No way is a man really going to... A rapper. We're not talking about, like, a somebody politician. with billions and trillions of dollars. Yeah. Remember, We're talking about somebody as a rapper. How is he going to fake his death? Who don't know him? Remember the song came out, um, God Bless the Dead? Yes. And he said, rest in peace to my man, Biggie Small. Everybody was like, oh, Tupac's still alive. He's still alive. He made that song and, and stretched from the live squad, passed away, too. He was murdered. But well, he was murdered before Pac even did Machiavelli. So Pac says it. I guess my new friend's one of them dead. You know what I'm saying? On the song. So that song, everybody got hyped over that. There was another point where Scarface res, re, 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 uh, put out a song. Smile. Yes. Yeah. And not for nothing, not, I, 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 I could stand here and say I'm you, not a Pac thought, fan. You thought that guy on the wire I was loved, Pac? I did. And I loved that song. <laughs> that song... That song is crazy. Classic. I love that song. Classic, man. I love that song. I'm gonna be honest. There's a lot of there's a lot of clean hip hop, some good hip hop that we have not yet to get into because it's still a mainstream thing. But that has to be one of the greatest songs. And like I said, getting back to to Jay Z and Nas, yeah. it was at a point where people were scared to beef with each other. You would see them, re- yo, talking on behind closed doors and things. Yo, listen, we gonna dead this because they didn't want no problem. They didn't know where hip hop was gonna go. So for Jay Z and Nas, the two 
juggernauts the two of this rap New York and, and jugger- in New York City and go at it. It meant a big deal. If you notice, after that, the floodgates opened and it was okay to start beefing again. So they brought I back mean, the Nelly competition and hip hop. Well, Nelly well, and KRS One was beefing. Nah, that was trash. But, but I mean, are we really well, worried about Nelly? Nelly was, was over trash. there. Hi, am number well, one. Well, I'm not, well, I'm not, well, I like that song. But Nelly was making more money though. Nelly was making more most, money. Most most artists of then made more than yesterday anyway. But who was the better in the craft? See, that's, my, that's always going to be my thing. It's, it, when it comes to hip-hop, a lot of times we get caught up in the sales and things. But what's quality well, over let me, quantity? Let me, let me tell y'all something. The best artist of the early 2000s right. was Dylon, Dylon, oh, Dylon. Lord. Well, man, t- yo, two, what's wrong with Two-Piece, man? I don't know. <laughs> Two-Piece is wild. Come on, man. He's wild. He said Dylon. Shout out to Tiny, man. AKA I know. I definitely know Tiny walker. will have something to say about this. A.K.A. the Cheesecake Walker. Yeah, man. Yeah, I but, um, <laughs> that was definitely that was definitely a delicate time, man. When Enes, but, um, when Enes got in a fight on the band. Well, you let that little boy, that little boy Fred, beat him up, man. Now there was another album that came out around 9/11. Which one? Fabulous. Oh, ghetto fabulous album. The first that one. Album. Yeah, yeah, that fire. That album was fire. Yeah, I you got don't that. want up with me. Okay. Yeah, I got that. I still got that in my. I still got that. Man, I got like three CD books. Man. Shout to Fabulous, F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S at that time. Shout out to CDs, because I don't know what I'm going to do with these joints now that nobody uses them. Give them a tiny. Oh. <laughs> and the A-track. Gunfire. Gunfire. I and, tell and, you what, it's and funny the A-track. that. And the A-track. You, you know, oh, we're we going to go in the business doing something with them joints. I got I to go out there. <laughs> I, can hold, head, I can hold them a little bit long. I mean, I hold them. You know, they're going to be worth something. Word up, you know. Word up. Now at that time, I believe Fabulous had put out one of the best albums of that year, besides yeah. uh, Holla Back. Yeah. That was that was a good song. That was definitely then, then had he the had video a, on the train. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had Superwoman. Remember that with with Lil yeah, Mo. Yeah, um, Lil, Lil Mo was good. She was she stayed doing. That song, was the Harlem man. Shake big T shirt era. Oh, wow. <laughs> Depp. Yo, G. Yo, that's silly. Get ready. ready. And I was born ready. And I was already on fish and spaghetti. I got to say, it definitely was a good time in hip-hop. I like when we get a chance to show on the golden age. We never, we, you know, as bars and hoops, we try to bring y'all a lot of sports, a lot of things that's going on. But we're going to definitely try to dig more into the hip-hop, especially at that time when I felt like that was probably the best time when it was good to release a record, man. Yes, People sir. was going two, three times platinum. Remember, that was like, you wasn't really saying nothing if you ain't go platinum. You remember that? Like, they was like, yo, the album went gold. You was like, oh. And, and it was heavy bootlegging back then, and artists were still going three, right. four times platinum. But see, the thing about with me, it was... Let me tell you something, cause I'm a little bit younger than y'all, right? Uh-huh. I, when I was in high school, it was different. You was in high school during the kind of the golden age, the '90s. You know what I'm saying? I went to high school '01, so I got the tail end of the golden age in middle school and high school. Yeah, you missed. But a I lot. got into you the. Missed the you missed I got. The rise. I, I ended up in the mixtape and the, the the ringtone. Oh yeah, song yeah, 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 hit yeah. era. Definitely, definitely. I got into the. You see me rolling. A lot of people. They hating. <laughs> Chameleonaire. <laughs> I was in that. I went to high school in that era. I got into the high school with um, Chingy and Jaquan. But the thing about it was with Jaquan and Chingy and them guys, them guys was making songs that was like albums. Well, I'll tell you what. The more Jaquan, that's that kid that made that one. He did it. The two, two, the three, Bro, he made four, millions that, off that, of that song. Daz, Daz made that beat. And Hood Hop. But what? But like I said, not to get too far away from the sculptures and queens. We kind of, we kind of yeah, get yeah, it off. Yeah, but let's go. 
We got a little. We got a little bit of um a quote from the artist. He said, "I am crazy excited to personally introduce my sculptures and to hear the response from library visitors and the community at large because this will be something they've never seen before." These legends of hip-hop left a mark on my life and my countless others around the world and to bring sculptural representation of them to a great institution such as the Queens Public Library where they can be studied, debated, and reflected upon allow, allows their legacy to be further cemented into Queens history. It's about preserving hip-hop history and I'm trying to introduce sculpture as an alternative, alternative medium for hip-hop reservation. His name is Sherwin Banfield, by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all get a chance, I want y'all to go to the Central Library in Queens and check this out. Definitely check this man out. I think this is stellar. I love to see stuff like this. It's like now it don't you don't feel like when your parents are saying you shouldn't be listening to that crap <laughs> that you know they was wrong. You know they was it was definitely wrong. It was one of those kind of things where you like something that I listened to in my childhood actually actually meant something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely. Now that we coming to the end of our show, we definitely, definitely have the word of the, the word of the week. The good word. Yeah, I just throw this little thing in the mix. Um, I want everybody who's listening to go on YouTube. It's a funny video. Look at T Top, who got who, who fell backwards in a whole crowd of people in a battle rap with um, what do you call it? Um, Murder Moot. That video is hilarious. It's gonna be funny for the next couple of years. That's it. <laughs> that is definitely good. You know what? But, <laughs> but even battle rap, when you look at it, you look at it, it's like, like, look, what is it gonna be? Like, I mean, you got guys that have been battle rapping for a career. It's not battle rap no more. It's just like guys just have spoken word, spoken word now. So is it WWE? Yeah, it's WWE. It's like pretty much like when guys get on the mic, like in WWE, WWF Raw, and just uh, talk shit and, 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 and like talk, sh- talk shit, and whoever got the, whoever talked the most shit wins. Pretty much, it ain't rap no more. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's always rap. Just talking. You know why? It's always rap because that's part of hip hop. The battle. I it's agree. always been part of hip hop. So, like I said, we're gonna get into our good word. You know, now this good word is, is something that I was like, you know, checking out, and I had to kind of go through it. And I think everybody in the world goes through it. Listen, here it goes. To bear trials with a calm mind robs misfortune. Of its strength and burden. What's really being said there is to go into your everyday trials and tribulations with a calm mind. And the fact that it's misfortune, you could take away that the, 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 the strength. Mm-hmm. If you could take away the strength of the misfortune, you can deal with it. Yeah. In other words, if you could take away how hard it's going to hit you. Because you stay with a calm mind. Like at those times when somebody has a job is yelling and arguing and you're like, Yo, you know what? I'm going to just keep it calm because that's the strength. The strength is you. It's your energy. What cool energy up. you going to put back into that? Cool heads prevail. That's it. Cool heads prevail. Want everybody to remember that? Right now we're here with Bars and Hoops. We about to sign out. You got my man Two Piece over here. Two Piece. You got my man Zai Flitter over here. You already here. know. You know how we do. We definitely gonna bring y'all out. We gonna bring y'all out with a couple tracks. We got that smile with Tupac and Scarface. I Go want y'all to check us out. Don't forget Bars and Who's Radio, baby. Bringing y'all back. Let's get it. Holla. Through all the rain and the pain, you gotta keep your sense of humor. You gotta be able to smile through all this bullshit.
My lifestyle be closed captioned. Addicted to fake attractions. Pictures and actions be played back in a Mr. Mashing. No fairy tales for this young black male. Some see me stranded in this land of hell, jail, and crack sales. Hustling and hardly think of culture. Or the repercussions while busting on backstabbing vultures. Selling my soul for material wishes. Fast cars and bitches. Wishing I live my life a legend, immortalized the bitches. Watch that tears, say your sympathy. My childhood years were spent burying my peers in the cemetery. Here's a message to the newborns waiting to breathe. If you believe, then you can achieve. Just look at me against all odds. Don't like this hard we carry on. Living in the projects, broke with no lights on. To all the seas that follow me, protect your essence. Born with less, but you still precious. Just smell for me now. Your thoughts slowly upon phrases I run, and I can walk you through the days that are done. I often wish that I could save everyone, but I'm a dreamer. Have you ever seen a nigga who was strong in the game? Overlooking his tomorrows, and it finally came. Look back on childhood for a reason, I'm still feeling the same. Turning circles in my ninth grade to dealing cocaine. Too many houses in my local life, surviving strain. And a man without a focus life to drive me insane. Stuck inside a ghetto fantasy, hoping it changed. But when I focus on reality, we broken and changed. Had a dream of living wealthy and making it big. Over football, chose to cook raw and taking it dig. And after all, my mama's thanking God for blessing a child. All my mama got to do now is collecting and smile. 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 